0: should i eat for my brain this is a question that we get in our private facebook group almost every single day and if you listen to past podcast episodes you know one of the most popular one was uh, we always talk about 10 keys for unlocking your quick brain because we know one third of it is predetermined by genetics and biology but two thirds is completely in your control but the first thing out of those 10 we always talk about is the food that you eat And so that's the conversation today. And we have a very special guest. This is uh, Dr. Mark Hyman. Many of you know him. He's a practicing family physician, director (laughs) of the Cleveland Clinic, Center for Functional Medicine, and now 11-time New York Times bestselling author with his newest book, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? Um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Hyman's. He's spoken at many of our quick brain events over the years, and he's a dear friend. Welcome, Mark.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Jim. I'm so excited to be here yeah. and talk about the brain. This is the brain. I mean, I, I congratulations, first of all, on the book. And before we get started, you know, this disclaimer we always have to talk about is that this conversation is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition and all that good stuff. But
1: if you listen to my advice and you lose 100
0: pounds and your brain turns <laughs> on, that's okay. That's all right. That's certainly, <laughs> certainly okay. I just, actually
1: I just got on the phone with a New York assemblyman who read my book, In fact, at then he lost 135 pounds then went on to win a seat in the New York assembly and now is wanting to change all the food policy in New York, which is pretty
0: awesome. That, that is amazing. And is it true? I've heard people talk about that when their waistline goes down, when they actually lose weight... Because when, when people gain weight, it actually decreases the size of their brain. Is that true? Yes. Big belly, small brain.
1: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Big belly, small brain. Yeah. And it's really serious. that There's a direct correlation between your waist size and the hippocampus in your brain, which is the memory center. And I know you're all about memory, Jim. And that is really something to think about. And what's causing that belly fat and the biggest toxin for the brain is sugar. When you think about what to do for your brain, I always think that it's a lot easier to achieve your goals, to be happy, to have great relationships, to do everything you want in your life if you have a good brain. Because if you don't have a good brain, everything else is harder, right? I always say it's it's hard to be enlightened if your thyroid's not working, if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic. I mean, diabetics have four times the rate of dementia than everybody else does. And even pre-diabetes, which affects one out of two of everybody, probably a lot of you listening here, if you look down and you see a little belly fat, that's the beginnings of pre-diabetes, and that causes pre-dementia. So we know what food does to the brain in, in a lot of ways, and there's other factors related to nutrition that play a big role. But if we, if we really focus in on you know, what can you do for your brain, you have to actually fix your diet. Because if you, if you eat a diet that's high in starch and high in sugar, it's literally poison to your brain. It causes inflammation. It causes insulin resistance, which is this pre-diabetes thing. And what they're now calling Alzheimer's is type 3 diabetes because of this factor of sugar and insulin. And the good fats, we all were afraid of fat. You know, brain is mostly saturated fat and cholesterol. All the things we're terrified of, your brain needs. And we need the right kinds of fat for our brain. So the simple solution for your brain is to cut out the sugar and starch or use it as a drug. You know, if you're having a tequila once in a while, it's fine. If you're having tequila for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not such a good idea, which we are in America. We're having 152 pounds of sugar and 133 pounds of flour a day. These are toxic drugs to us that we're consuming in massive amounts. And then we're, we're all in this low fat kick because we think fat makes you fat and fat causes heart disease. Well, nothing could be further from the truth and that's been borne out by study after study over the last decades showing that the, the idea that low fat was what we should be doing is actually detrimental. <clears throat> so eating the right fats, getting rid of the sugar and starch And eating a lot of plant foods, these colorful, dark, rich colored plant foods, provide most of the things you need for your brain. And of course, there's a lot of other tricks and hacks. But those three things, if you can cut out the sugar and starch, if you can increase the good fats, especially the omega-3 fats, which is fish oil, and you can eat a lot of colorful plant foods, you're 90% of the way there to fixing your brain.
0: That's perfect because, you know, our listeners love these kind of brain tips, you know, to help people to learn faster, to optimize their focus, their memory, their cognitive abilities so that they could achieve more. What is a typical diet like for you in a day? You know, I know you're on the move all the time. You're always traveling like I am. Yeah. I always, always get to see you at conferences <laughs> and <like> quick <laughs> things. What do you typically eat in, in like yesterday or today?
1: Well, in the mornings, uh, I've been lately having what my wife calls an alkagizer, which is essentially a whole bunch of vegetables in a blender like a Vitamix with avocados and you can put a little olive oil in there, salt. And it's essentially a vegetable shake, which is more vegetables than you probably eat sitting down. And I'll have like two big glasses of that. I'll have a cup of coffee. Sometimes I'll have a little nut butter. Uh, occasionally I'll have a whole pasture-raised eggs. Sometimes, you know, I do intermittent fasting so I won't eat till lunch. If I do too much of that, I'll lose too much weight. <laughs> but uh, start off with a good breakfast of protein and fat and cut the carbs for breakfast. I mean, in America, we, we have dessert for breakfast. We have muffins, bagels, donuts. We have uh, lattes with more sugar than a can of soda at Starbucks. It's unbelievable. People don't realize when you have one of those like 500, 600 calories of sugar, we eat uh, muffins, uh, like I said, pancakes, French toast, all this stuff that is just starch that is the worst way to start the day that poisons your brain, makes you sluggish and tired and hungry all day and gain weight. So fat and protein for breakfast. And then lunch, uh, depends. Like yesterday I had a can of sardines. Uh, or mackerel, uh, avocado, and some sliced tomatoes with some olive oil and some flax crackers. That was my lunch. And then dinner last night was a chicken curry with a sweet potato and asparagus and an artichoke. So I tend to eat three or four dishes of vegetables at every meal and a small piece
0: of uh, protein. And that's pretty much it. And I might have had a mango for dessert. That's fantastic. And in terms of the quality of the food, people ask all the time, does does it matter if it's organic and local and...
1: Yeah, I think quality matters, and I think you know there's a hierarchy of priorities, right? So, if I'm out, I can't always get organic, but start with real food, whole food, things that don't come in a box, a package, or can, unless you recognize the ingredients as tomatoes, water, and salt. You know what it is. If you are eating a whole foods diet and you cut out all the crap and the processed foods and the refined ingredients and all the chemicals and additives, which we eat three to five pounds a year per person, which is enormous, uh, you're going to be way ahead of the game now. If you can and afford it and you can get access to it, eating you know local foods that are not shipped across long distances, farmers markets are great, grass-fed animals, organic, pasture-raised chickens, those are great. I think there's a lot of you know small fish you can eat that are safe to eat that don't have mercury. You all want to watch out for the tuna, the swordfish, the halibut, Chilean sea bass. Those are full of mercury uh, and those are pretty toxic to your brain and I had that. That's, that's how I had my broken brain. I wrote that book, The Ultra Mind Solution, which is all about how I recovered from it and how I choose my uh, treatments for my patients based on this idea that we can fix our broken brain by fixing our body first. And so I think if, if you understand, you know, the hierarchy of the quality matters. So yes, yeah, start up with cutting out the junk, eating real food, and then you, you can graduate if you can afford it to organic. And there, you know, Walmart and Costco are some of the biggest organic food distributors now. And you've got regenerative agriculture happening. You've got companies like Thrive Market that are giving access to all these great foods at 25 to 50% off, even regenerative agriculture products like regenerative fish and beef and, and even chicken. So it's pretty impressive when you start to look around, you can get
0: stuff for less. That's fantastic. Do you meal prep also for yourself? Does your family do you know, that? You
1: I'm pretty simple in my cooking because I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time and I'm really busy. Let's see, last night, I basically, uh, you know, threw the artichoke in the pan, took an hour to cook, so we were doing other stuff, stir-fried some asparagus, um, you know, put the chicken, diced it up, and stir-fried it, put a little uh, sauce instead of an organic uh, curry sauce, Indian curry, and that was kind of it. It, was, it took me like 10 minutes to make dinner, uh, all in all. So I don't, I don't fuss around too much, so I don't need that much meal prep. If I'm having time, with the family, and the weekends, or friends, I'll make a more elaborate meal, but really pretty simple. I, I just simple food, made simply, deliciously, pretty easy. Today for lunch, I, I stir fry some garlic, put some pasteurized eggs, chopped up some tomatoes, little black sesame seeds, salt and pepper, simple food.
0: And then when you're traveling and you're at, or you're socializing and you're at yeah. meetings, you're at, you're at a restaurant, do you have any considerations when you're eating out for people? Absolutely. I travel probably half the time, like you, I bet. And I,
1: and I have uh, about a day's worth of food in my bag. If we had a little video, I could pull out all my... Mm-hmm. foods that I have, like a beef turkey, I have nut butters, I have basically protein and fat snacks. I stay away from the carb snacks, which is what everybody eats. And I have those with me. So if I'm in the airport, I'm traveling, I don't have to actually eat that junk. And then I usually try to pick the restaurant. So I'm this kind of the sort of decider when it comes to my community and friends. They, they let me have that because I guess who I am. I'm like, I'll pick the restaurant. I'll find a place to go. And I do it in a very enthusiastic, friendly way. And I usually can navigate to find good places. I mean, I was in San Francisco the other day and I found this place, it was called The Perennial, which is a climate change restaurant where you can only eat foods that help reverse climate change like regenerative agriculture beef and wow. special kinds of veggies that are no-till soil and, and all the materials in there. It was very cool. So I, I think you, know, you can hunt and gather. And if you're in Des Moines, Iowa, a little tricky, <laughs> you know, I asked for vegetables, they gave me green beans which were canned with brown gravy on it, which was disgusting. So I said, "Where's the Asian restaurant? You can always find a good Asian restaurant." And I found this Chinese place, and it was like in the middle of this strip mall, and it was amazing. Get rich bro- Chinese broccoli. I bet it wasn't organic, but
0: like it was okay. It was really good food. When people are out eating, what, what do you think the biggest mistake people make there is? It the is it the bread? Uh, yeah, people, I mean, the, people. You're th- seeing like gluten free menus now. Is that is that something that's important for the brain? What's your yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, gluten, is, well, there's a couple of questions there. So first of all, when you're in restaurants, I think the bread and the alcohol at the beginning of the meal are the worst things you can do. Skip the bread and eat the, drink the alcohol halfway through the meal, because when you consume it at the beginning of the meal, metabolism is different. It gets quickly absorbed. It spikes insulin. It makes you gain weight. It makes you hungry. And that's why they give it to you. Bread and alcohol will make you eat more in order dessert and everything else. So they're not stupid. So I would sort of, you know, choose what you're eating very carefully. And I, I, I imagine this app one day, and maybe they'll invent it where you can scan a menu and you can put your preferences in. It'll pick the thing that you need on the menu for you to eat. <laughs> so that would be great. Um, as far as a second question, which was gluten. gluten issues. Yeah. So this is a big controversial area. We've seen a 400% increase in celiac disease over the last 50 years. That's a true increase based on very good studies. We've seen, you know, a lot of increase in gluten sensitivity, probably 20% of the population has it. And and that is something that is is being more appreciated. And it comes from a couple of reasons. One, we've changed our wheat, which is a dwarf wheat, which is high in starch, high in gluten, and high in um, glyphosate from the way they harvest it, where they spray this herbicide on it, round up at the harvest. It also has calcium propionate, which is a neurotoxin in all flour. So if you can get organic flowers, if you can get heirloom flowers like einkorn wheat or kernza wheat, which is an ancient wheat, and you can get it in a way that's organic, that might not be so bad. Uh, but I think gluten has a real issue. And then the second problem is our gut's been damaged. We have increasing the processed food diet, we have low fiber, we have high sugar, we have antibiotics, we have C-sections, we have lack of breastfeeding. All these damage our gut flora, and that creates a leaky gut, so the gluten is more likely to cause problems. And the gluten is a huge neurotoxin. It, causes. it can be linked to MS, it can be linked to schizophrenia, to autism, to depression, to anxiety. Uh, to ticks, all sorts of crazy brain stuff that is linked to gluten. And if you have any brain issues, even just brain fog and sluggishness, doing a trial of elimination of gluten is really a great idea. In my book, you know, Food What the Action Idea, I talk about a ten day detox to help you reset and see how much of your brain issues are related to what you're eating. And most people don't connect the dots. It's sort of like the frog in you know, slowly boiling water; it'll stay there and cook, as opposed to dropping a frog in boiling water to jump out. We sort of just think this is the new normal, but it's not. And when you get your brain back, it's like, wow, the lights go
0: on, you feel great, you have energy, you're focused. I mean, that's what we all want. It's hard to explain to somebody, you know, what that feels like when you're focused, when you're on your game, when you come back at the end of the day and people ask you, your family asks, how was your day? And you're like, I, it was amazing. I, I, I won today, yeah. I crushed it. Not like I want to turn on the TV and zone out, right? Exactly. Beer. And nothing, no, no food tastes as good as being healthy, really, and vibrant and clear and sharp feels. So, I don't use that. No food tastes as good <laughs> as feeling good feels, right? It really, it really does, right? And so, as a quick review for our listeners, top three uh, foods that people should eat for the when it comes to the brain, and three three they should avoid, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, first thing is things you should eat are. Lots of good fats,
1: avocados, nuts and seeds, olive oil, even coconut oil is great for your brain. MCT oil, which is uh, our friend Dave Asprey has sort of pioneered this in this country, is a super fat that helps the mitochondria in the brain, creates great alertness. So lots of good fats. Second is uh, lots of plant-rich, colorful fruits like cruciferous vegetables, red, blues, orange and berries. All those chemicals in the food, these phytonutrients are powerful protectors. And then, uh, and then the third thing is you want to eat lots of good fiber in your diet, which is also from plant foods to help your microbiome because that plays a big role in your brain. The whole gut brain connection is exploding in our understanding. I've written about this for years, but it's like, that was just at the infancy where I would see this clinically, but, and there's some data on it, but now the data is exploding. So those would be the three top tips. And the three things to avoid would be easy, you know, refined sugars, refined starches, think of them only as a treat, only occasionally, And then trans fats, that's a no-no forever. And that is something that should be off the market, but uh, is not yet off the market. Unfortunately, despite it being ruled as not safe to eat by the FDA. Um, Also, I would uh, avoid food additives. These are colors, dyes, uh, MSG, aspartame. These are all these chemicals that are neuroactive and can create behavior changes. So I would just get away from all that stuff. So eliminating processed food, eliminating
0: starch and sugar, getting rid of trans fats. Those are really big things you can do to boost your brain. Yeah. And I think we really, it's great because you keep (laughs) it so simple. People could just subtract something and just add something else to it. Yeah. And in terms of actions right now, what I would love our listeners to do is number one, screenshot this episode, tag uh, Dr. Mark Hyman and myself in it and share your big ahas. I would love to see, because this is a community here and so we learn from not only with our experts, and we also learn from each other. We'd love for everybody to share their big aha, because when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. And also share in your post, when you share this the screenshot of the show, your favorite brain foods. There's so much variety, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. In yeah. terms of like, people think that if you take things away that they don't have enough options, but there are so mm-hmm. many healthy options. So it can be nutritious and delicious. And then the second sure, thing- there's, there's, so there's so much more fun stuff to eat that's good for you than that's bad for you, right? Well, it's just it's it's and, and you, huge. And then you live longer and you live better and you, so you could eat more that way also as well. Mm-hmm. And then, so I recommend also everybody get Dr. Mark Hyman's new book, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? Um, They can get it on Amazon or go to your local bookstore because the bottom line is get the book because the foods we eat matter, especially to our gray matter.
1: (laughs) I like that. Oh God, all these things I got to take home from this. Foods we eat matter to our gray matter.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Mark, thank you you so much for being on our show again. Of course. Oh, one other quick tip. This is a huge,
1: we had a nursing dementia home in Cleveland Mm -hmm. that had You know, these people with moderate to severe Alzheimer's and dementia, they read my book. Uh, They changed the diet. They hired chefs. They changed the diet in the nursing homes. They got off gluten, dairy, and sugar. That was the only change they made. And within two weeks, these people who were drooling in the corner were starting to talk, be connected, awake, alert. It was unbelievable. (laughs) So that's the power of food. Even if you've got someone who's already pretty far down the road of, of cognitive impairment,
0: the food you eat matters that much. I love it. Thank you. Love you, Jim. Thanks for having me. You're awesome, Mark. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com.